Christy Bilbrey. Right after college, I started my career in the Senate press office and then the White House. For the next seven years, I worked in corporate marketing before starting my own business. As soon as I did, the one thing I realized that none of those experiences taught me was how to market myself. Promoting yourself can mess with your head. Discovering brand storytelling and learning how to put it to work in my messaging saved my business. Once I learned this, I started teaching other business owners how to put it to work in their business as well. I created the Business That Story Built podcast to help strengthen the stories we tell ourselves and the stories we tell others. Audiences crave the human side of businesses. They want to get to know you, follow you, and interact with you outside of the buying experience. This can be intimidating to say the least. If you're ready to take your mindset and your messaging to the next level, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Thank you so much for joining today. I'm really excited about today's show. We have Bailey Richard, and she is an evergreen sales funnel expert who helps course creators, coaches, consultants, and more build high converting automated systems so they can make sales every day. With her evergreen sales funnel strategies, Bailey has helped her clients and students sell millions of dollars worth of info products and escape the revenue roller coaster that comes with repeated live launching. This will be a fun topic today. Bailey's been featured in major media outlets around the world, including HuffPost and Forbes. She's spoken on stage at TEDx and Funnel Hacking Live and worked on a variety of industry-leading educational marketing projects alongside ClickFunnels co-founder Russell Brunson and many other influential thought leaders. If you want to design and build your own evergreen sales machine to scale your courses, programs, and products on autopilot, connect with Bailey at evergreenmachine.com. Bailey and I actually met um, a few years ago on her summit, which um, if you have been on the scene with online business ownership for a while, you've probably come across her. It's actually funny. I feel like being an alum from her Infopreneur Summit opened up a lot of doors for me, connected me with a lot of people. So Bailey, I really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. And it's really great to hear that the previous summits that you have been a part of that I've hosted have opened doors for you. As a summit host, everyone should know. I mean, in business in general, right? Being a connector, someone that, you know, connects people with each other so they can make deals happen is, you know, such a value add. But through a summit, especially, that's something that we should be encouraging between our speakers. Oh, yeah. And it's, I, yours was definitely the most put together, I think, speaker beneficial summit that I was on. She really made a point to make sure that the speakers got everything possible out of it. She wasn't just saying, come in here so you can help my audience. It was definitely that. So um, I'm really excited for everything that you guys are going to hear today about what she's been up to and some of the new ways that she is is helping business owners today. So um, Bailey, I guess first just share like what you're doing today. And then I'd love us to unpack a little bit of the journey that kind of brought you over there. Absolutely. So my focus today is on evergreen funnels. So it's such an interesting journey and I'm going to jump a little bit into that if you don't mind, because I think it kind of helps explain how I got to where I am right now. A lot of you who are watching and listening might know me through my work, through virtual summits, as we were just discussing, because that is the one thing that I was sort of known for for years. I started launching my own summits as early as 20. 
16, I think it was way back then, and then slowly started to transition into teaching virtual summits as well as a way to grow your email list and grow your business. And so many things came out of that. I launched a course that I still have called Virtual Summit School, which I mentioned because that's going to be important to the story in a minute. But I also started doing virtual summit projects with Russell Brunson. Some people might know the 30-day summit, which launched in 2018. After that, there was affiliate bootcamp.com secret summit. We did so many projects together and he was only one of the people I've partnered with. So summits was kind of the thing I was known for for years. And then many things started to happen in my life and my business um, all at once. So 2020, we know the pandemic hit. So it was kind of interesting because at first my virtual summit services and business and the course sales were going really well because everyone was trying to transition to virtual. But then it was kind of interesting because then everybody started to claim they were a virtual summit or virtual event experts. So there became a lot more competition in the niche. Mm. So that was one thing that um, sort of started to make things a little bit more difficult. But also one of the things that even before the pandemic hit that I had been really noticing about my business, and this is sort of what um, was the catalyst for me transitioning into teaching evergreen funnels more specifically, was that I had this course, Virtual Summit School, that I had been selling mostly through live launching. Usually it was live webinars for years. I mean, this program came about around 2016 as well. And so it's been what, six plus years at this point that I have had this program. And so I've tried so many different ways to sell it. And in the beginning, when I was really focusing on that perpetual live launching over and over again, I started to realize that there were some issues with that model, right? Which was number one, when I wasn't doing a live launch, I wasn't able to serve people outside of the done for you services or even coaching or consulting. I didn't have a product that was evergreen available for someone to buy immediately when they were searching for a summit solution. So I felt like I was losing out on potential revenue in that case. And then I also was just getting exhausted. Anybody who's ever done a live launch, even if it's, you know, a more low key launch, the truth is it's still a lot of effort, right? It's a lot of time and effort. You're building the funnels, you're getting out there, you're recruiting affiliates, you're doing the promo. There's so much that is involved with it. And then lastly, if you take a look at the revenue that you're bringing in from a launch, it's like I said, the roller coaster, right? It's mm -hmm. up, it's down. You know, you have the launch, you open the cart because that's what live launching is, right? It's everybody has a very specific window they can buy. But then once that cart closes, you can no longer actually make any money from that product. Maybe you could say, well, it's still available, but the price goes up. That's okay. Right. But the truth is you're not going to really be bringing in a lot of sales after that that cart closes. And so your revenue just is, you know, up and down and up and down. And as business owners, that's not what we want, right? We're really trying to create consistent, scalable income in our business. And so this was Virtual Summit School, my signature course for so many years. And I started to realize, okay, if I am going to make this, you know, truly profitable, I have to figure out a better way. And that's when I started really diving in and learning a lot more about evergreen sales, marketing, and funnels. And I realized that there's a lot of misconceptions, first of all, about what evergreen means in the marketing space. And so many people are not doing it correctly or well in that 
they might think they have an evergreen funnel, but the truth is they don't because it's not actually bringing in sales. So what good is it? Right. And that is something, by the way, that I definitely fell victim to as well. You know, many times in between launches, I would slap a sales page up for my course on my website and it would just be available 24 seven, 365. It was evergreen in theory, mm-hmm. but nobody was buying it because I didn't have those marketing principles behind the sale that we are using in live launches that drive buyers to make the purchases. So that's when I started realizing, okay, I need to figure out how to master evergreen if I really want to be selling this program all the time. And so that led me down this rabbit hole of, you know, learning about all of the different techniques that were already out there and the different programs, you know, auto web, was it auto webinars that I should be doing? Was it VSLs, you know, and then if I committed to a particular type of funnel, what was it really that made it high converting? How do you do evergreen deadlines? That was a really big thing I had to master that uh, I spend a lot of time teaching people today. And so as I started to just study it in my own business and start to teach other people about it, I realized that there was this huge need. Every time I would talk to a course creator or an info product creator about, you know, selling, um, their products online, they would always say, I'm so tired of live launching. My revenue's going up and down. I want to make consistent sales. I don't know how. And so I would start sharing the strategies about evergreen funnels that I had been both learning and using in my own business in order to scale my programs. And that's when I decided, okay, I really need to go all in on this because there is a huge need for info product creators, course creators to learn about evergreen marketing. And so that's where my primary focus is today is teaching people about these evergreen strategies and how to truly sell, um, you know, in a high converting funnel, you know, their own info products. Yeah, no, that's a very good description of going through the journey. I just, before we dive into kind of the nitty gritty that um, I'm excited for you to unpack, just the, um, I guess, stepping back as a business owner. And even though it's uh, like, you can tell it's just a very natural progression from one to the other. Anytime I feel like people are contemplating making a pivot or a major rebrand, um, there's there's kind of some emotional, mental obstacles to overcome. So I guess from that standpoint, you know, what what was maybe unexpected or difficult that you kind of had to face and figure out, you know, how you were going to deal with that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this transition did not come without questions, you know, of myself and then wondering, of course, how my audience was going to perceive this. Now, the one thing I will mention is that even though I'm probably best known for summits, that wasn't the only thing that I taught. And so I was able to use that fact to segue my business a bit more towards evergreen funnels a bit easier. I think it would have been difficult if summits was the only thing that I had. And then I completely did a 180 to something else. I think that would have definitely made the shift a bit more jarring. But summits was only one of the things that I taught. So I was able to explain. But I think that some of the things that really helped with my audience and trying to explain this transition was just, first of all, being honest with them and sharing the story openly about what's going on in my business. And it's kind of funny because you think, oh, people are going to judge me or they're not going to understand or they're going to wonder why I made this pivot. But if... As entrepreneurs, I think you'd be surprised to find that we're all undergoing a similar journey. Mm-hmm. You know, the pandemic did not just happen to me. It happened right. to everyone. And so everybody was thinking about how to shift their business and what do I need to do to survive? And, you know, 
I'm, it's a cliche at this point, but you can point out, you know, old businesses that didn't make it like Blockbuster. And you can say, look, you needed to make a pivot at some point in your business model in order to keep going. So it's okay to realize what's working or, you know, what used to work is not working anymore and how the industry might be shifting, right? And I think it's also important to recognize that our businesses are going to have to shift as certain things in our industry shift, right? So just right. as a, an example, um, I don't really teach on social media, but this is just an example. Periscope, right? was an, mm -hmm. as a video app that used to be around, what, five years ago? Yeah. It's not even around anymore. And now we have Instagram reels and TikTok and all that sort of stuff. So if your business was, you know, we teach people how to use Periscope and then you never pivoted, you'd be out of business, right? At some point, you have to realize that the industry is going to force you to make some shifts in your business if you want to survive. And on top of all of that, you also have to, the whole point of being in business is serving other people. So you have to be open to hearing what people need help with. If people are not needing help with this anymore, then, you know, your business isn't benefiting anyone and you're probably not going to make money at the same time. So if your audience is telling you, we really want to learn more about this instead, and I'm not saying that means you have to shift your entire business just for that reason, but to be able to serve your audience better, you have to listen to what it is that they're saying. So I definitely had some, you know, of my own doubts and, and concerns or limiting beliefs, as they say, about how this was going to be perceived. But I knew deep down that it's something I wanted to do. I felt passionate about doing. It was supported by what I was seeing in the industry, the trends. It was supported by how I was seeing, you know, the shift in revenue of sales of the different products and things in my own business and in others. And ultimately, you know, like I said, just being open with people about it and explaining why I was making this transition, you know, really was all that was necessary. Mm -hmm. And something else that I did to really kind of mark, you know, the, the transition was also do a bit of a brand refresh because honestly, I hadn't done that basically since I started my business. And so it was, you know, essential for me as well to kind of come in with, you know, a fresh take on what I was doing. And you know, emotionally, that really supercharged me. It completely oh, okay. re-energized, you know, it just said, oh, wow, brand new photos, new outfits, you know, shifted color scheme. And I was able to say, all right, you know, I'm, I'm jazzed again. I'm super excited for this. And that's a good place to be in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I love that. I think it's just, it's just that honesty because people do, we're all going through the same thing. And so I know when, um, when I reconnected with Bailey, I was really excited to hear from her because I've always been so impressed with just her level of professionalism. And believe me, when she goes all into something, she goes all in. So, um, you know, before we start getting into like all the nitty gritty, I know sometimes just that that topic of, oh, evergreen funnels, it can feel really daunting. So what do you feel like holds back business owners from even dipping their toe in and getting started from that, that you might want to address. Mm -hmm. Oh, there are so many things. Well, first of all, I think that so many people have found success with launches. Mm -hmm. And so we just continually go back to the things that work in our business, right? And sure. so, well, if a launch worked once, we're going to do it again. And so often I see this pattern of behavior that someone is exhausted and they're doing the launch, but then it works. Launches work. I'm not mm -hmm. anti-launch. A, a truly you know, healthy business is going to have a mix of launches and evergreen funnels. The entire idea behind evergreen sales is that it keeps your you know, revenue coming 
coming in even between launches, right? Mm -hmm. Launches help you for many other reasons, not just revenue. It can help you connect with affiliates. It can help bring you new customers. If you have a new product, it can really help you generate a lot of buzz. So launches can be good. But the thing is to realize that launches really aren't a business model in and of themselves. They are part of a healthy business. And so what I see people do is, you know, they kind of get tired of their launch, but it works and they make a lot of money. And so afterwards they take a pause and then the money that they made starts to dry up. And so then they start to kind of panic and say, well, right. now I, I've spent all of that money that I made from the launch. I, I need more. Let's go ahead and, and get started with another launch. And the problem with that is they never have enough time. They don't dedicate to mm -hmm. sit down and actually, you know, building out a good Good, effective, high converting, evergreen funnel strategy. So I think that's one part of the problem. I think another part of the problem is people don't necessarily know how to do evergreen marketing effectively. And so they dip their toe into it, but it's not generating results and it's not generating results quickly. A launch, you know, you can generate results pretty quickly, right? You could have a launch in a couple of weeks, maybe a few short months, but with evergreen marketing, it can take time because you have to optimize that funnel and you also have to focus on your traffic strategy. And so if someone sets up an evergreen funnel and after two weeks, it's not producing significant results results for them, they start to get very discouraged and say, well, I'm just going to go back to launches because I know they work. I've made money with launches before, but evergreen marketing is about the long game. And then I think on top of all of that, another problem people have is that they never get past the funnel building stage of their business and truly learn to focus on traffic. And so it's understandable, right? And I've definitely fallen into this before. Funnel building is fun, right? It involves design and it's creative and it's like a puzzle. And you could spend your entire life optimizing a funnel and you never really know when to stop, right? right. But, the, but the thing is with an evergreen marketing strategy, a funnel is only one piece of it. You build the funnel and then you have to stop building it at some point. And what you have to do instead is shift your entire focus to traffic. And traffic is very difficult to master. And so people don't like it because they're, they're not successful at it. It takes a long time. It's expensive. You know, it doesn't matter what traffic source you're talking about, whether it's paid ads, it takes a long time to optimize those ads and it's expensive. Whether it's evergreen content, it takes a long time to really start getting things going. And it's expensive either with the amount of time you spend or money, you know, hiring people to help you with that content. And so people then get frustrated because they don't want to spend any time working on the traffic. They'd rather go back to fiddling with their funnel, or they'd rather go back to creating new products because that's the activities in their business they enjoy the most. But whether you're in the ClickFunnels world or not, I'm sure you've probably heard of the 2CC, 2 Comma Club Award and that sort of thing. If you look at the one thing amongst all of those people who have won those awards, who are making millions and tens of millions of dollars in their businesses, the one thing they've mastered is traffic. If you want to scale your business, you have to learn to focus on that. And it's not an area where people enjoy spending the time in their business. And so they go back to launching because even though it's exhausting and it is hard work, a launch has more of the activities that people enjoy doing. They're creating videos for their launch. They're building a launch funnel. They're working with the excuse me, they're working with affiliates and they're having, you know, all sorts of fun doing that kind of stuff. Whereas doing an evergreen strategy I don't want to say it's more boring, but it's a, it's more stable. It's less exciting every day. Cause not every day is a launch day. You know, when you do evergreen marketing, it's not, Ooh, open the cart and a million sales come in today. It's about consistency and scaling. And 
people who have been in marketing, people who have been in business for a long time know that that's what good business is. Good business is boring. Every single day should not feel like a surprise. Every single day should be consistent and predictable, but that's not how some people enjoy running their businesses. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's true. And I, I think something else that, that people can get hung up on is the urgency factor. Like we understand we've been taught, okay, well, you know, there needs to be urgency to buy. And so I know some people think, well, with Evergreen, where's the urgency? What's going to convince somebody to get it and not to hold off for three more months or something? Oh, absolutely. You're completely right. And urgency and scarcity are absolutely effective marketing strategies. Everybody needs a deadline. And with a live launch, having a deadline is very easy to implement because everybody's deadline is the same. So let's say you're doing a live webinar. You could have people registering for that live webinar for three weeks in advance, and people are coming into that funnel at all different times. But it doesn't matter because everyone is going to come together and watch that live webinar presentation on on the same day, Thursday at 9 p.m. And after that webinar is over, the cart opens at the same time for everyone. And after three, five, seven days, however long your cart is open for, the cart will close at the same time for everyone. So having a deadline during a live launch is very simple to do. You could pretty much do it manually if you're willing to stay up until midnight, right? And, <laughs> and turn off the order form, if you will. But in an evergreen funnel, adding deadlines has historically been a bit more difficult because now everybody's deadline is not the same. If an evergreen funnel is running 24-7, 365, how do you give somebody a deadline if they opt in on January 1st versus someone who opts in on October 20th, right? Well, the answer is you're going to need an additional tool. This tool is called Deadline Funnel. It's a tool I use and love. I recommend it if people are trying to do authentic evergreen marketing because it is, as far as I know, the only software out there that can actually make your evergreen deadlines real. So first of all, I want to clarify that Deadline Funnel is not a sales funnel builder like ClickFunnels or Kajabi, but rather it's it's basically like a plugin or a piece mm -hmm. of code. And what it will do is it will track your leads all the way through your funnel. And so it can assign unique deadlines to each one of your leads based on the amount of time they have to buy. So during a live launch, the deadline is usually based on the date, right? It's mm -hmm. Sunday at midnight, the cart closes for everyone. But what we do in an evergreen funnel is that we give somebody a deadline based on how much time they have to buy. So it could be as little as 15 minutes if you're offering somebody a fast action offer, or it could be as long as five, six, seven days if you were doing more of a pre presentation, auto webinar type funnel. The truth is you can set the deadline to whatever time you want, but those two extremes, the 15 minutes versus the multiple days are usually what people use for deadlines. But the entire idea is that it doesn't matter when somebody opts in because it's not about the date that their deadline expires. It's about how much time they have to purchase. So deadline funnel will assign a unique deadline to each one of your leads. And it's a real deadline because what deadline funnel also does is it locks people out of your offer. It uses page redirects. So basically, mm -hmm. if you put a deadline on an order form page where you have a discounted price, when that person's deadline expires, if they try to go back to that page, they won't be able to access it anymore. You'll tell deadline funnel that you want to send that lead to a different page. 
could be an offer expired page. It could be a second order form where the price is twice as much. It could be a second order form where the price is the same, but the bonuses have been removed. Basically, there has to be a consequence if people decide not to buy before their deadline expires. And that's how you create authentic urgency and scarcity in an evergreen funnel. Love it. Yeah, that is it's such a great tool. And I I didn't understand all the inner workings of it. So I appreciate you explaining that. Um, and just to kind of go into evergreen funnels and what they are, what a you said a lot of people are kind of confused on what it is. So maybe just clarifying that. And and what are what are the bones of a healthy evergreen funnel? What are those main pieces of the structure? Oh, absolutely. So an evergreen funnel is a funnel that's going to be available to collect leads and make sales 24 seven, 365. So there is no open cart, close cart in the same way that you have a live launch. There's no event that everybody is coming into that has a specific date, but rather people can be opting in and making purchases all the time. And so a lot of people think that an evergreen funnel is the same thing as just putting up a sales page on your website, because, well, if people can go to my sales page and buy my course anytime, isn't that evergreen? And technically it is evergreen, but the truth is you are not going to be making significant sales that way because you are not employing marketing strategies that you would normally employ during a live launch when you just slap a sales page up on your website. We need to use some of these marketing tactics like authentic urgency and scarcity, as you've mentioned, in order to get people to make a purchase now. Because mm -hmm. let's be honest, as course creators, you know, info product creators, I know that we believe our products are amazing and they are and that everybody needs them, but they're not a need in the same way that you need water, food, clothes, and shelter, mm -hmm. right? The truth is that they are luxury items. And so when someone goes to your website, they can pretty much talk themselves out of any purchase by saying things like, well, I get paid on on Friday, I'll just come back and grab it then. Mm -hmm. Are they going to? No. The best time for somebody to make a purchase or for us as marketers to try and get them to make a purchase is right then and there in that moment when they're on our website, when they've just discovered us, because they're not going to be coming back later, right? So the essential elements then of an evergreen funnel that we absolutely need to make sure that we have are number one, we have to have the lead collection, the lead capture, which is that opt-in page, right? So whether it's you know giving somebody away a freebie, like a PDF checklist, or asking them to opt in to watch a video presentation or a free training, we have to collect their name and email address because if they just go to our website, visit that sales page and leave, we have absolutely no way of contacting them later and trying to follow up with them and nurture them into the sale. So that's the first part. The second part is that we have to have some sort of educational element to our funnel that's going to help people discover why they need to purchase this product. So if you think about every launch that we have ever had, you know, we have live webinars, uh, we have the three video, you know, Jeff Walker product launch sort of sequence, VSLs. There's always an element of education where we take the leads on this journey from helping them discover that they have a problem, showing them that we understand what that problem is, explaining what the solution is, and then telling them that we have a product that can help them with that solution to solve the original problem, right? Well, in your evergreen funnel, you have to have the same thing. So one of the biggest mistakes I often see people make is that they just completely go from opt-in to sales page, right? So it's just, mm -hmm. hey, you got my free checklist, now buy this product. And we do need to make a pitch, but there needs yeah. to be 
more than that. We need to take them on that journey. Usually this is going to be done over video. And so if you have, you know, a signature course, that's multiple hundreds of dollars, you're going to have a sales video or a webinar presentation that takes them on this journey. So they can go through this discovery because you can't be there, right? So the entire purpose of this funnel is that it's doing the job of selling for you. So if you think about it, if you were on a phone call with someone who, and you were trying to convince them to buy your product and you were taking them on this journey, everything you would say to them directly, you're just going to put in this video on that sales page and really lead them to the discovery that they need um, to make in order to make that purchase. Um, so the next thing that people need in order um, to buy is going to be that urgency and scarcity. That's the third element. So like I said, incorporating a deadline into your evergreen funnel, I think is essential. I don't build evergreen funnels with Without deadlines anymore because they are so incredibly effective. And then the fourth element is going to be retargeting or following up with people before their deadline expires. So when somebody opts into our funnel, let's say that we are going to give them three days to buy a $1,000 course. So they opt in for this free training. We show them the free training. That's when their deadline starts. They have 72 hours to watch the training, to read about the product. During those 72 hours, we're going to be sending them follow-up emails. This is not just a nurture sequence, it's nurture and sales. So as we get closer to that 72 hours, we're, our pitches are start, going to start becoming more more direct for that product, letting them know that their deadline is expiring. We do the exact same thing in a live launch, only normally we would often send them as broadcast emails, right? These one-time emails that go out to the entire list of people who we want to buy the product, but we're going to set up an automated email sequence to do the same thing in our evergreen funnel. And so then once they uh, do make a purchase, they will be taken out of that sequence. So they're not receiving those sales emails anymore, but if their deadline in this case, 72 hours expires and they haven't yet made a purchase, we're not just going to drop them from our email list. We will move them from that sales um, automation into our you know, main email list, or maybe then we'll put them through a different nurture sequence, or we'll present to them other offers or things like that. But those are the four basic elements. We have the lead capture, the education, the deadline, and the follow-up or retargeting. Okay, great. No, that's very easy to understand and follow. Um, what do you feel like when um, when people are doing this, what are the biggest issues that they tend to run into when they are building their funnels? Mm -hmm. Well, I think first of all, like I said, they often just put up that sales page and so we're not capturing leads. So you have to make sure you have some lead capture in the beginning. And people tend to overcomplicate this because they think that they need to offer this really insane lead magnet up front, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. If you are going to be offering you know, a webinar style presentation, that in itself could be the lead magnet because you could ask people to opt in for a free training. As long as you're not just pitching a product, but you're truly delivering educational training and information that people will benefit from, whether they buy your product or not, then you could advertise that free training on the front end. So that's the first thing. The second thing, as I mentioned, is that people go immediately to the sale. Now, when you're doing a fast action offer where people have only 15 minutes to make a purchase, it is a little bit of a more direct pitch, but you, that doesn't mean you just, you know, say buy this product right at the top. There still needs to be a transition. You still need to take them on that journey. It's just not going to be through a one hour video. So that's the second thing. 
you have to have that deadline. And like I've said before, deadline funnel, in my opinion, as far as I know, is the only truly um, you know, authentic software out there that will let you create real deadlines. So where some people often get hung up is that they will use the countdown timer widgets from inside of their page builders, which are not real. So basically what happens is somebody will stay on that page where the countdown timer is counting down and then it reaches zero and then nothing happens. And so what that communicates to the lead is that you are either lying or you're not authentic or they shouldn't believe you in the future when you make claims about your marketing or your deadline. So you're destroying that trust between yourself and your leads. And we definitely do not want to do that. And so that definitely becomes an issue. Something I've been seeing a lot too lately with those countdown timers is, is that sometimes they will redirect to another page, but all somebody has to do is hit the back button in order mm -hmm. to start that countdown timer again. So again, that's you know inauthentic. And so deadline funnel, you cannot go back to that page. It doesn't matter how many times you hit the back button once your deadline has expired expired, you are not going to be able to go back and access that discounted or special or limited time offer again. And then the final thing again is with that retargeting. I think people often just don't get the retargeting right with their deadlines. You know, I've seen people that have a deadline of one day, but they're still advertising through an email that product three days later. So yeah. they need to make sure that if they're going to include deadlines in their evergreen funnel, that the retargeting follow-up sequences match the deadlines. So those are some of the biggest hangups I've seen people have. Yeah. Okay. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Do you recommend different types of funnels for people who have different types of products or services that they're offering? Oh, definitely. So normally we're only going to use that 15 minute fast action offer strategy. If we're talking about a tripwire offer. So something that's usually less than a hundred dollars, because we don't want someone to have three days to make a decision about a $100 product. This is right. just one of those. Are you in, or you out sort of things. So a funnel like that would normally look like um, somebody opts in for a freebie and then they get immediately taken to the second page where this fast action offer countdown timer, 15 minutes is counting down. There's a video that explains how this tripwire offer can help them up-level their experience and then they can purchase right there on that page. Now, sometimes people like to have a separate sales page and order form. You can put the deadline on both of those pages actually, and that's okay. Personally, I just like to simplify things. So I, if your uh, sales funnel builder will allow it, which I use click funnels and it does i usually just put all of the information on the same page and then have the deadline um excuse me have the order form and the deadline at the bottom so you can just keep everything really simple. Now, if you are going to be selling something that is significantly higher in price, we're talking a mid-range or high-ticket info product or even group coaching program or something like that, you know, anywhere from a couple hundred dollars all the way to a couple of thousand dollars, we need to expand that educational piece, right? You're not going to be able to give someone a five-minute VSL and expect them within 15 minutes to make a decision about this $1,000 purchase. So right. instead, we can use a similar funnel strategy structure, but it's going to be more like an auto webinar. So instead of advertising a free checklist on the front, we're going to ask people to opt in for a free training. And then they'll go to a page where they can, we often call this the broadcast room, where they can watch that, you know, uh, webinar presentation or hour long VSL. 
And then we'll present them with an offer at the end of the webinar and tell them that there is a deadline to purchase. Maybe in this case, it would be 48, 72, 96 hours, something like that. And we're going to send them those nurturing emails along the way, reminding them to go back. Did you watch the presentation yet? Do you have any questions? Here's some of the main uh, points that we cover in the presentation. Here's the offer. And then, you know, really pushing that pitch as we get closer to their deadline. Those are, there are many ways to do evergreen funnels, but if we're talking about the two main types of info products, the low ticket and the mid-range to high ticket, those are basically the two types of funnels that we talk about. The funnel I just mentioned with the auto webinar style, I call that the evergreen machine. And you can download a free blueprint for that at evergreenmachine.com. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about, you have a challenge coming up that goes into a lot more detail about that. Just um, if you can share a little bit about what you have coming up that people can get more training on this. Absolutely. I am so excited for this Evergreen Challenge. It is a four-day challenge from September 19th to 22nd, 2022. And you are going to learn how to build the first type of funnel I was describing, which is the Fast Action Offer Tripwire Funnel, where you can put a authentic 15-minute deadline, 15, 20-minute deadline into your funnel to increase the conversions of that Tripwire offer. So in this challenge, we're going to be going over the structure, the layout, the schematic of this tripwire funnel and showing you exactly what pages you need or what changes you might need to make to your existing tripwire funnel. We're going to talk to you about how to actually install deadline funnel to create that authentic fast action offer deadline. And then we're also going to discuss the elements that need to go on each of the pages. So one of the things that really is essential for making these evergreen funnels high converting is that you lead the lead, you take the lead through this process in a way that makes sense to them. Because if you think about it, when someone opts in for a free checklist, for example, they're thinking they're going to go to a thank you page. They're not immediately expecting to be presented with an offer. They're not immediately expecting to be presented with this 15 minute fast action deadline. They don't expect to see a countdown timer. And so there are certain things we can do on these pages to really guide the lead through this process in a way that makes sense and that is not too off-putting. You know, we want to make sure that they appreciate the offer that we're making and that they're not put off by it. And so there's certain text, images, and layouts about the pages. And we're going to go over that as well in this challenge. So you have a link, Christy, that you can share with everybody in order to um, sign up for the free challenge. It is free. And I am super excited for this. Yeah, I'm excited to go on there and, and learn as well. Um, is this, would you recommend this if someone has never done a funnel before and they walk into this would a complete newbie, um, is this something for them or is this more for people who are already familiar with and using funnels in their business? Who's the right fit for this? That's a great question. I think definitely people who are already familiar with funnels are going to benefit from this because they're going to learn more about that fast action offer strategy that I have seen a lot of seasoned funnel builders not even use or be aware of. They're not familiar with the deadline funnel product or they don't you know, really know how to implement this strategy. So I definitely think people who are already familiar with funnels will still benefit. If you have never built a funnel before ever, Maybe this might be a little bit more advanced and you should probably start with just the basic tripwire. That being said, you'll still benefit, you know, by attending and learning about these strategies and having them in your arsenal whenever you go to start building your own funnels. And I do think that it still is beneficial for people to learn about all of the strategies that are out there. You know, mm -hmm. you can build a tripwire funnel without a deadline, for example, but in my opinion, it will help you increase your conversions. And yeah. so 
even if you're not going to be immediately building funnels that have all of these bells and whistles to start with, understanding that they are available to you when you want to use them is still a beneficial thing, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's important to know where where you want to go and, and just to get that education while that's available. Um, is there anything else that you want to just kind of final piece of advice share with people who are maybe on the fence of, okay, is this a strategy I really want to pursue? Mm -hmm. Well, I think first of all, you know, you need to take a look at your own value ladder and you need to take a look at your own numbers, right? So we talked at the beginning of this interview about that revenue roller coaster of live launching. Maybe this is the first time you're sort of realizing that this could possibly be something that you've been falling into without even knowing it. So mm -hmm. I would encourage you to take a look at your revenue, you know, month to month or week to week over the past year and see how that coordinates with your launches and ask yourself, you know, if I removed these launches, these big spikes of income from my business and for whatever reason, I either didn't want to do launches anymore because I was tired of them, or I just maybe can't do launches because I'm traveling and it's so hard to do launches when you're not at home. Would my business still be able to run on the income that I am making from my evergreen sales? And I think a lot of people would be really surprised to find that their true consistent evergreen sales are a lot lower than they might realize. And that might bring some attention to how you need to nurture and improve and optimize your own evergreen strategies and systems. So once you finally know your numbers and you can make a decision for yourself, whether you want to dedicate the time and effort into improving your evergreen strategy, then it's time to take a look at what you actually have, what assets you have that are on evergreen. So, okay. You know, one of the things I kind of realized is that I thought I had more products in my suite, in my value ladder than I really did. And I realized, wow, when I stop launching virtual summit school every you know couple of months, the truth is I only have a few small products that are really available on Evergreen. And this is definitely an area where I could improve. Either you could make more products for your Evergreen funnel. You could look at adding more upsells, order bumps to your Evergreen funnel to increase those average cart values. You can look at increasing the optimization or the conversions of those evergreen funnels with urgency and scarcity, you know, improving the design, whatever you need to do in order to get those conversions of your evergreen funnel up. And then the final piece is that traffic. So when you're not doing launches and you do have those evergreen products, even if your evergreen funnels are totally optimized, you have high average cart values, high conversions, all those things are amazing, but you're still not going to have a lot of money in your pocket if you don't send a lot of traffic through those funnels. So then the final piece is looking at, okay, what are the true traffic sources that I have in my business? And again, I think a lot of people would be amazed to realize that they don't have as much traffic as yeah. they think, or at least they don't have as much consistent traffic as they think. You know, there are a lot of activities we're doing in our business that make us feel good, but aren't necessarily contributing directly to that revenue number. So just as an example, a free Facebook group can be, could be very beneficial as a traffic source, but many people are not necessarily using their free Facebook groups in the way that would generate a lot of traffic through their funnels. So when you take away some of the vanity metrics, so I have a thousand people in my free Facebook group, and you actually look at the number of people who went through your funnel last month, you're realizing, oh, okay, that's not really a contributing factor. So then you take a look at, well, I'm not running ads. I haven't posted on my blog in you know three years. My social media is inconsistent and I don't have a YouTube channel. 
Well, where is your traffic coming from? And then make a decision about where you want to focus and just focus on one thing then, you know, don't try to go all in on every platform, but make a decision that, okay, I'm going to start and dedicate, you know, the next two years to growing a YouTube channel. And that's going to be my consistent lead generation source, or I am going to revisit some things I have like a free Facebook group. And I'm going to talk to some experts and get some coaching and learn how to really make this a traffic driver, not just a place people come for free advice, you know? So I think that those are some of the first steps people can take. Oh, those are excellent. Excellent. And Bailey, where are the best places for people to reach out to you and learn more about you? Absolutely. So of course you can always go to baileyrichard.com, but specifically when it comes to learning about evergreen strategies, I recommend you go to evergreenmachine.com. Like I said, you can download that free seven figure funnel blueprint and learn more about how to build a true evergreen funnel to sell a mid range or high ticket info product, like a course or evergreen group coaching program. Christy's going to share the link about the evergreen challenge, which is where you can go to learn about the funnel for the fast action offer, which is perfect for selling uh, tripwire products. Thank you so much, Bailey. Really appreciate you coming on today. I know this was a big value add for my audience. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next week. To succeed in business, you need brand awareness, authority, and trust. To get those, you need visibility. Podcasts offer each of these. It's a unicorn platform because it gives you the scarcest resource in digital marketing, attention. Did you know that 80% of podcast audiences listen to the entire episode and more than 50% consider buying from a brand or individual that they discover on a podcast? Building your own show and audience takes years. Grow faster by guest speaking on other podcasts to get more leads, build your SEO and strengthen your brand. To learn how my agency can help, email me at hello at christybilbury.com.